0: Welcome to the Harbour and Sprout podcast. Today we are here with Lindy Hunter. She is our math writer. She's been with us almost since the very beginning, and she does an incredible job writing engaging lessons for all ages that are super fun. But Lindy has quite the interesting background in day-to-day life that you don't see in the math lessons, and today we're going to talk to her about some of the incredible things that she does every day in her life. So Lindy, why don't you kind of give us a little background or an overview of what you do?
1: Hey, thank you, Danielle, for the introduction. Um, so just a little bit of background about myself. First, I was born in China. I went to boarding school in England, and I came to Canada for university, and now I'm still in Canada. About my educational background, I have a PhD in psychology, specializing in psychology in the workplace. For some background I do, I'm a researcher and I'm an associate professor in management in a business school in Canada. I mostly teach undergraduate students, master's and PhD students about topics, I'm really passionate about so for example how to motivate employees how to be a good leader things topics related to organizational justice or when employees behaving badly so when they um, gossip engaging workplace aggression or when leaders behave bad
0: that's fascinating I knew that you did education but I did not know kind of the niche or you know your specialty so what made you decide on this particular field of study then
1: oh so I yeah like so my area of specialization is in psychology but it's funny that when I first started uh, university when I first came to Canada for university I majored in history and Spanish so it was a complete change of uh, major after my first year. I've always really been interested in reading about stories. Um, So history naturally was really fascinating to me. Um, And when I started university, that's what I wanted to do, right? To become a historian. But then I had my first psychology class, Intro to Psychology, and I just fell in love with psychology. Um, about all the studies the interesting experiments that the professor talked about and so yeah so I decided that rather than study what happened in the past I want to design studies to better understand um, human motivation so yeah so that I never looked back so I did my undergrad in psychology my master's and phd's in psychology the study really interesting at the beginning that made me change my major was the you probably heard of the study it was um a study by Solomon Ash about conformity so yeah basically the psychologist wanted to see people change their answers to fit within the group right so even though the group is wrong so he presented um, people with different lines with different length so like he labeled a b and c like one line is clearly longer than the other and he asked participants which one is the longest which one is the shortest, right? So when the participants are answering this alone, they always pick the right one. But if the group, everyone's saying clearly the wrong answer, the participant actually just go with the wrong answer, right? Because we want to fit in with the group. So yeah, so that study really made me change my mind. Um, and also there are many other interesting studies in psychology, but really glad I, I switched. I still like history, still like Spanish, but psychology is something I'm really passionate about
0: that is fascinating the herd decision making following along with the crowd it's interesting how much you can learn by understanding people and why they do what they do because people do some strange things Put in. Yeah, exactly, and that's such interesting insight too for you to have so I know you teach but what does a typical day look like for you including you also have two very darling little boys so what is in this season of life and or in past seasons what's a typical day like for you with teaching and with research things like that
1: mm-hmm. so teaching I guess uh, my life after kids like now i guess i can describe to you what happened today but today is actually not the typical day because um i usually teach um in the fall term or in the winter term but in the summer i don't teach but let me just um Describe what happened today. We um yeah in the morning I sent the kids to daycare. I got to my office around nine thirty, and I answered a couple urgent emails. Um, mostly from my postdoc, my grad students, and I guess from my colleagues too. And I started writing. I have a couple papers that I'm writing, and when I got and then I got stuck. So I started reading some articles and got more ideas, I started writing again, and I collected data for a study that I'm currently conducting, it's an experimental study on workplace gossip and then at lunch and after lunch i analyzed my data like m- most of my work i do a lot of writing and run some statistical models with my data Is and it's like on the computer emails. mostly mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah i used um different statistical software to an- analyze my data and i made a powerpoint presentation for upcoming conference I read more papers attended a department meeting and I left my office around 4 30 to pick up my kids from daycare and yeah and then from then I made dinner and played with them and now they're in bed so so for myself
0: so when you say you're writing is that working on writing this current
1: study that you're doing it was um a study that I did a couple months ago so now we have the results we have the data and the analyze the data so we have results a co- coherent study so I'm just writing this up to be submitted to a journal oh so this
0: is separate oh, go from ahead. workplace gossip study that's a different one yeah that's right okay and you have a number of published articles in journals like quite a few don't you
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so what would be one of your favorites that you have conducted, one of your favorite studies that you have conducted or worked on or written? How big of a team do you work with on these studies?
1: Yeah, usually I work with a group of co-authors and each person has a specific role. So for example, collecting data, like we talk as a team about ideas, usually it's around three, four, five there's one project that had, I think, almost 15 co-authors, but that's very unusual because um, it was a large collaboration with multiple data sets. Usually it's around three to four um, co-authors or with um, grad students. So you talked about my favorite study. It's kind of difficult to pick one because <laughs> I conducted the studies. I like all of them, but um. If I have to pick one, it has to be one about mindfulness and emotion regulation. I've always really been interested in mindfulness ever since my undergraduate studies. But it's in my PhD years, I started to read more about mindfulness. And um, for my PhD dissertation, I looked at leader mindfulness and how that um, help leaders to regulate their aggressive impulses. You know, sometimes leaders kind of abuse their power, they yell at their employees. But if we can train leaders to be more mindful, they're less likely to engage in these destructive behaviors. Mm -hmm. And when I started, after my PhD, I conducted another study about mindfulness so yeah, in recent years, um, mindfulness is basically becoming a hot topic in organizations, right? Everyone wanted to study mindfulness. Um, the definition of mindfulness, it says that it has two different dimensions, right? So one dimension is about being aware of your emotions. And another dimension is accepting your emotions. But when people measure mindfulness, they only look at the awareness dimension, not the acceptance dimension. So give you an example, imagine you're eating your favorite ice cream, right? So instead of getting distracted by your phone or thinking about your to-do list, you choose to focus completely on the ice cream so you can savor the sweetness, um, appreciate the texture, and notice the cold sensation. So that's the awareness dimension, right? And the acceptance dimension is so you know, you're feeling you have certain thoughts, and you're kind of just accepting these thoughts in a non judgmental way. So it's kind of like you're observing your emotions and feelings, right? from um, like a more detached perspective, not thinking, okay, I'm um, thinking I'm eating ice cream. Is it good? Is it bad? Right? Or is it too sweet? You're more like thinking about it from a detached perspective. So in my study, I um, examined the two dimensions in terms of how people, like which dimension is more effective in terms of emotion regulation. And we found that the awareness dimension is more um, important when it comes to, for people to regulate their aggressive, like negative emotions. Um, Whereas the acceptance, dimension is actually less important so this one has some implications practically right so in organizations when people design training programs they could focus more on being aware of your emotions.
0: That's interesting to know in training, but also just kind of in life in general. Are these kind of some things that have spilled over into your parenting and into your personal life? Some of the things that you learn in these studies, do you employ them personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny you
1: said that because I'm actually, I try to be more mindful, but in life, I feel I'm not very, I'm a very mindful person, but I'm trying to. So like the other day I was trying to, um I was making rice. So I just went on autopilot. I poured coffee beans in the rice maker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I should be more mindful. And I realized, okay, well, how come there's a coffee bean in my rice maker, rice cooker, right? It's like, instead of, you know, trying to... Ox- of, okay I'm pouring this rice I'm noticing the sound yeah I I just went on autopilot (laughs) but Yeah. yeah in yeah in everyday life I definitely I try to be more mindful um I try to do more um to instill mindfulness like when talking to the kids you know um Hudson Huxley they're still pretty young um and sometimes they have big emotional breakdown right and And yeah, I try to talk to them, try to make them understand, you know, about mindfulness and um, like a break in and out yeah and sometimes you know even when I'm parenting I get frustrated too right so okay I notice my negative emotion that's a first sign that's one aspect of mindfulness and now can I detach my ego from those emotions and simply just observe the emotions as they rise and i feel okay about it like i like instead of trying to like uh, suppress my emotions and you know i shouldn't be angry i just feel the anger i'm feeling and kind have a non-judgmental attitude about my emotion that's a great tool for any age and
0: any um environment that you may find yourself in i think just to be able to have that mm-hmm. kind of a skill
1: i'm trying but <laughs> it's it's it's, it's easier
0: done. It, yes I agree so what would mm-hmm. you say is an accomplishment that you are most proud of and just Good as a compliment. side note if you know Lindy there's nothing she cannot do <laughs> That um, you really you you're so do kind. you do you can do everything and you are smart about everything so I am I'm interested about this answer for sure
1: okay so it's um I guess it's hard for me to answer because I feel it's not just one thing mostly and I feel mo- yeah mostly it's not for me like the times I'm mostly proud is say when my grad students achieve something I feel okay or my kids do something I feel very proud but about my own accomplishment yeah sure I, I definitely have work like I've published papers I feel I'm very proud of my work um okay so there's a funny story so um all I could think of is um a couple of years ago I won a big research award it's a big deal research award to celebrate um achievement in research for early career researchers and on the same day my son Hudson used the potty independently for the first time so I actually felt way more accomplished on that day about Hudson's um, successful trip to the party than my own award, right? So I just, um, so yeah, I feel no matter what we achieve in life, it's the little things, right? In life that brings you the most joy or your kids, your students, that's what really like what brings you, uh, they bring you the most joy. Oh, I love that
0: perspective because it does make those little things, they really are the big things. And I love the amount of joy that can come from some of those big steps or milestones or victories or successes, even down to potty training. It's a big deal. And it's exciting. And it's so fulfilling to see somebody that you love succeeding in something that they are proud of.
1: Yeah. I mean, we all have kids and it's right. Like, potty training, it's a big, it's a big deal. And, and yes. for me, I just I didn't feel okay. I was happy for sure that I got a word, but I was 10 times happier, like, right. More happy when um my son used to potty independently for the first time. So, so
0: what is something extra fascinating about your work? Something that fascinates you about what you do?
1: I guess something fascinating about my line of work is if you know in in everyday life if um there's a question that interests me i get to conduct the research to answer the question empirically right so i get to use evidence-based management like if i can think of something so for example how do different leadership styles impact team performance something that's relevant in organizational life right I actually get to conduct the research independently to answer this question and if I have my when I have my results I get to inform organizations okay this type of leadership is the most effective, right? For improving team performance. So
0: is there anything that you would like to add? Anything that you would like the people to know? I can't think of anything
1: right now.
0: Well, we appreciate you so much for taking the time to talk to us and tell us a little bit about what you do. Like I said, I love hearing about the things that you do, Outside of Harbor and Sprout and everything you do with Harbor and Sprout. I've worked for Lindy now for, gosh, it's probably been four years and on various things. And I just keep finding out incredible things about her even years into it. Um, So be sure I'll, I'll link her handle in the notes, but be sure to follow along with her and just get a little peek into the window of all the amazing things that she's always doing um and she is an inspiring mother and everything just i look up to lindy a lot so thank you lindy for your time we appreciate it so much and you can catch it
1: was fun talking to you.
0: and you can catch lindy's writing in harbor and sprout every month in the math section You've been listening to Curio from Harbour and Sprout, a place to discover, adventure and journey together. Explore the Cabinet of Curiosities at www.harbourandsprout.com forward slash pages forward slash curio. We love to hear from our family. Send a message to our social media accounts or get involved around the Curio campsite. See you again soon for more exciting experiences to share together.